Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the October 22nd episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2407 through 2414 of the Catechism. 2. Respect for persons and their goods. 2407. In economic matters, respect for human dignity requires the practice of the virtue of temperance, so as to moderate attachment to this world's goods. The practice of virtue and of justice, sorry, the practice of the virtue of justice, to preserve our neighbour's rights and render him what is his due, and the practice of solidarity in accordance with the golden rule and in keeping with the the generosity of the Lord, who, though he was rich, yet for your sake became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. Respect for the goods of others. 2408. The seventh commandment forbids theft, that is, usurping another's property, against the reasonable will of the owner. There is no theft if consent can be presumed or if refusal is contrary to reason and the universal destination of goods. This is the case in obvious and urgent necessity, when the only way to provide for immediate, essential needs, food, shelter, clothing, is to put at one's disposal the use of the property of others. 2409. Even if it does not contradict the provisions of civil law, Any form of unjust taking and keeping of property of others is against the seventh commandment. Thus, deliberate retention of goods lent or of objects lost, business fraud, paying unjust wages, forcing up prices by taking advantage of the ignorance or hardship of others. The following are also morally illicit. Speculation in which one contrives to manipulate the price of goods artificially in order to gain an advantage to the detriment of others, corruption in which one influences the judgment of those who must make decisions according to the law, appropriation and use for private purposes of the common goods of an enterprise, work poorly done, tax evasion, forgery of checks and invoices, excessive expenses and waste, willful damaging private or public property, is contrary to the moral law and requires reparation. 24.10. Promises must be kept and contracts strictly observed to the extent that the commitments made in them are morally just. A significant part of economic and social life depends on the honouring of contracts between physical or moral persons, commercial contracts of purchase or sale, rental or labour contracts, all contracts must be agreed to and executed in good faith. 24.11. Contracts are subject to, co- to commutative justice, which regulates exchanges between persons and between institutions in, regard, in accordance with a strict respect for all their rights. Com- commutative justice obliges strictly. It requires safeguarding property rights paying debts and fulfilling obligations freely contracted. Without commutative justice, no other form of justice is possible. One distinguishes commutative justice from legal justice, which concerns what the citizens owe, owes in fairness to the community, 
and from distributive justice, which regulates what the community owes its citizens in proportion to their contributions and needs. 24.12. In virtue of commutative, just, of commutative justice, reparation for injustice committed requires the restitution of stolen goods to their owner. Jesus blesses Zacchaeus for his pledge. If I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Those who directly or indirectly have taken possession of the goods of another are obliged to make restitution of them or to return the equivalent in kind or in money. If the goods have disappeared, as well as the profit or advantages their owner would have legitimately obtained from them, likewise, all who, in some manner, have taken part in a theft or who have knowingly benefited from it, for example, those who ordered it, assisted in it or received the stolen goods, are obliged to make restitution in proportion to their responsibility and to their share of what was stolen. 24.13 Games of chance, card games, etc. or wagers are not in themselves contrary to justice. They become morally unacceptable when they deprive someone of what is necessary to provide for his needs and the, those of others. The passion for gambling risks becoming an enslavement. Unfair wagers and cheating at games constitute grave matter unless the damage inflicted is so slight that the one who suffers it cannot reasonably consider it significant. 24.14 The Seventh Commandment forgives acts or enterprise forbids acts or enterprises that for any reason, selfish or ideological, commercial or totalitarian, lead to the enslavement of human beings, to their being bought, sold and exchanged like merchandise, in disregard for their personal dignity. It is a sin against the dignity of persons and their fundamental rights to reduce them by violence to their productive value or to a source of profit. St. Paul directed a Christian master to treat his Christian slave no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, as a beloved brother, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Okay, so we continue today and we're looking at um, how really there needs to be fairness in all that happens to do with money, in all that has to do with work, in all that has to do with possessions. That again... Christianity recognises that people can and should and must own things and that ownership has to be respected. But again, it has to be within moral bounds so that it's unfair to take advantage of others, it's sinful to take advantage of others, even when sometimes it may be legal. So we can't surrender authority to civil law. Obviously civil law is important, but civil law is not the same as moral law. Sometimes something can be legally right and morally wrong. And for the state, you don't, you haven't done anything wrong, but in your soul, in your being, you have done something wrong. And this is why the section is uh, making all these different, um, uh, th these different um, distinctions and again, all of them are based on fairness, all of them are based on justice, and all of them are based as well on the idea that we need to take care of each other. That 
we can't just drive over other people. We can't steamroll over somebody else because we can do it legally, but that we must respect them. We must allow people to earn a living. We must allow people uh, to, to, to own their, their, their own houses, to own their own properties, to be able to take care of their family. And it's something important. And those who have the means to help others to earn a living should do this. Because being able to work is one of the most important things for a person to do. Especially for a man to be able to, to work and earn a living for his family is vital. It's a source of dignity. It's a source of uh, well-being for the children. And uh, again, for the children, not just to see their father working, but to see him gainfully employed and to be loved and taken care of by him is very important. I suppose one of the, the tragedies today, not really said in the catechism, but one of the tragedies today is that the role of the father, the father figure is being uh, destroyed. And so that if you look at television, the father in any uh, in any television program, the father is nearly always portrayed as a joke, as a Homer Simpson, the cartoon figure. And to see that we need to recover fatherhood. Motherhood also needs work, obviously. But I'm saying this because in a certain sense, fatherhood is more in crisis today. Um, that... Uh, and that many men are becoming um, couch potatoes and that they don't work and that they they don't want to go out and they don't want to take responsibility, they don't want to get married. And yet in justice, this is what we need to do, to be well, to be well for those entrusted to us and to be well for ourselves. And again, this whole thing, um, all these different commandments are there. And as with all the other commandments, Really, the important thing also is that forgiveness is available. And they use the example of Zacchaeus, who was somebody who was very bad at business or very nasty in his business rather than bad. He was a good businessman and that he mistreated others and he treated them badly and he took advantage of them. And so he says, I will give back four times what I've stolen. If I have mistreated anybody, if I've cheated anybody, I'll give him back four times what I took from him. And this also idea that we need to make good, to make restitution. That if you steal from somebody, you need to give it back. If, uh, you know, you can't just say, OK, I stole uh, $5 million from the Orphan and Widows Fund and I'm going to go to confession and say three Hail Marys and that'll be that. No, you need to give it back. You need to make restitution. And this is an important part of the... Of, of life again maybe the restitution won't be perfect maybe it'll have to be continued in the life to come but that here to the degree that we're able we need to make restitution and to repent of our sins and to change so that by changing that we can be better people because ultimately the Lord wants us to be better versions of ourselves to thrive as people who see the needs of others who take care of others and um, to know that he is always with us and that he is always there to help us and he's there also to help us to put right the wrongs we have done through his grace. So very well, so tomorrow we'll continue and tomorrow we're going to look at 2415 through 2418. God bless.